along to episode 12, The Washingtonians, directed by Peter Madek, Medic, Medak, M-E-D-A-K, with a screenplay by, if my computer would work with me, I would tell you, it is based off a short story by Bentley Little. Yes. Who, I'm guessing, were you familiar with him? Yes. Uh, I was my, mo- my mom likes to read Bentley Little. Okay. And she, she has sent me <laughs> paperbacks historically. Like, oh, you'll like this one. And <laughs> uh, have you liked Spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> well, I I have a lot to say about this one. Okay. <laughs> which is which is uh, surprising no one. Christine has opinions. Um, I love when you have opinions. So Bentley Little is 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 does a thing that I like. He um, he takes something very normal, which is you know a lot of writers do this, but he twists it in a in a in a really strange way. Like he takes these very domestic situations or these very relatable family situations and changes them. Okay. And in ways that I don't usually expect. Like I would never like I never would have written this. So and then that to me is interesting. Sometimes. I've read things where it feels like he's he can't stick the landing. Okay. But that, again, just an opinion. People really like him. And honestly, like, if I was picking, like, semi-mainstream horror writers, he would, pro- like, he would probably be higher up than, like, a King or a Kuntz. Interesting. Or even, like, a Peter Straub for me. Okay. I, I think he's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Oddly enough, this seems to be the only adaptation of his work that I could that find. That is strange to me. Yeah. That can't be true. I have to believe you and IMDb, though. I don't know. Oh, he got... I don't know. Like, he's written so much. I'm looking at, like, a bunch of stuff he's written. I don't know. It's weird. People should adapt his stuff. Yeah, it's but in, and IMDb, weird. this is the only credit. I was. Uh, I had looked at his Wikipedia, and there was something that one of his novels was, like, in talks to be adapted, but just it felt, kept falling through. But, yeah, this is the only filmed thing based on his writing. Uh, this short story is available. You can find it on, I read it. Uh, it's 20 pages. You can find it on archive.org if you search for it. I'll try to remember to put the link up. Um, and apparently you can like rent something on archive.org for an hour, mm-hmm. which is more time than you need for a 20 page short story. So there's Oh, that. is that how short it is? I had thought 20 about. pages. Yeah. Very, very yeah. brief. Yeah. Um, if, if you're, if you're, you know, check, check them out. You might find it interesting, some mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Um, I'm looking at his book covers now and I'm trying to figure out which one. The Association! So my mom sent me this book called The Association. <laughs> and it is, I don't, I loved the setup. I was like in it. And then it, it kind of like told you what it was about. And I was mm. like, no, I don't okay. know if I'm as interested anymore. But um, now I want to read this. Okay, so fun. So I was jazzed because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I this dude's got wild ideas. I'm interested to see what he's going to do. Now, Richard Shizmar. Yes. I don't think I'm saying that right. He's the guy behind Cemetery Dance Magazine, if you guys uh, have any idea. Okay. That, I've, I have just learned of that publication because when I was looking at Bentley Little, that just kept coming up. Yeah. So that is like the, Steve, the heavily Stephen King adjacent publication Got that it. I still think puts out a magazine. Um, they, not really a Christine type thing that she would want to recommend to you mm-hmm. or get into because okay. historically it has been very white male very dude, centered white dude. yeah and i'm not that's not 
that's not where I'm at. Like, I don't need that. Um, but like, so then I was super worried because he's adapting it. I've never actually read anything that he's written, but I know he, he writes as well as, okay. you know, does other stuff. And, well, and I guess so I was he nervous. writes screenplays with the, with Jonathan Shake Sheck, who. That, I don't know how to say it, but I was scared. Emily, I was scared. <laughs> well, the two of the, so it's the actor who's in this show, um, who's like the, really the lead in this. And the two of them together have written uh, two episodes of Fear Itself, so we'll get to those soon. Yep. Uh, as well as Roadhouse 2, which I have not I, seen, believe it or not. I, ha- I saw that come up, too. I So, Jonathan, I guess, Shake. That seems right, right? Yeah, sure. Shek? Shake? Shek? Shechache? So, I don't know. I don't know if I just said this to you last time or if I actually got into it. I love him. I think he is very good. He is very handsome. Mm-hmm. He plays Jonah Hex on Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, also, he was in the Day of the Dead remake. It's not his fault that that wasn't very no, good. Oh, no. Um, he's in a ton of stuff, that yep. thing you do. He's he's just great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is going to this is gonna break my heart. This episode's going to break my fucking heart. What do you it, mean by it, break, break your heart? Because, because it's based on a guy's writing that I oh, find Oh, so it's like. all these things. And we haven't talked about the director... So yeah, Peter Maybach, who weird. wacky career. I I, yeah. I just assumed he was like dead, and this is one of the last things he did. But I am so wrong. So um, his Masters of Horror cred comes from The Changeling, which yeah. is a great ghost movie. I don't love it because it does. Um, spoiler alert: The Changeling. It does the thing that I don't love in a ghost story, which is it ends up being about a helpful ghost. And once you wrong the crime against the helpful ghost, everything's fine. But it is, uh, you know, truly one of the great 70s, or uh, what is it, 80? Late 70s to early 80s early ghost. 80s, it was right, 1980s yeah. is, is the date on it. Um, it's a great movie. I would And a great genre movie at that. Uh, then after that, though, he just went straight to TV for most With of it. So much TV. Yeah, lots of Twilight Zone, the 85 Twilight Zone, Fairytale Theater, which... Um, I love fairy tale theater, and I, I don't know which of these I've actually seen though. I don't think I've seen any of his. Um, yeah, he just primarily did TV or titles that I've never heard of. Oh, Romeo was bleeding. I remember when that came out. Species two, which I have not seen, so I cannot speak. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, uh, two episodes of Hannibal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's let's do this, everybody. Let's see how terrible this can be. Uh, I it liked was- it. It wasn't terrible. It's at not. All. I liked it so much. It's really fun. <laughs> it was. It was really good. Yeah. It was. It's game to lose too. Yes. I was like, this is this is really setting us up. Yep. It's this a ridiculous be... concept. It's so. But that's. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it because it was it was handled with such like fierce seriousness, and I love that juxtaposition. Like, give me the most absurd thing you can ever yep. think of, and then have like that's what Bentley Little does, and then have normal people try to try to yeah. like navigate it. It was really fun, and the normal people are still not. Over, they're not like crazy charismatic but they're normal people that are developed enough that i understand like why they're acting how they're acting and and i'm invested in them Mm -hmm. i was thinking about this compared to we all scream for ice cream which is also about completely normal suburban people being thrown into this wacky scenario and thinking how like 
you know, it's not that hard to give your character some personality, even if mm-hmm. it's not about them, even if they're supposed to just kind of be everyone. But in this, like, it's a family. It's just it's a husband, his wife, and the daughter. And they establish so simply, hey, the daughter's a scaredy cat. Okay, and that becomes, that's a thing. And it's fine. And it gives every action a little more of your understanding because you understand why she's acting like this, why they don't believe her at first, why all of this would go the way it does because yeah. they just take just enough time to make this family a family that I'm I'm willing to spend an hour with. Yep. And it wasn't like here's an obnoxious kid, it wasn't right. like here's a nag wife. Nope. Or here's this dude, this terrible brash guy who can't understand like everybody was really like, "Oh yeah, I like them." Yeah, I, I I get what's happening here. They seem real. They I thought again. I thought uh, Jonathan uh, the sure mm-hmm. was. I I should have looked up how to say this. I feel yeah. obnoxious when I don't know how to say somebody's name. Um, I thought he was very charismatic. Yes. Felt very lived in. Really like natural. Everybody yes. did that. The way the two like the the husband and wife interacted felt really yep. natural. Like the even just the way they stood together. Yeah. Like felt like real and you were it made me immediately like root for them as an entity. Yes. Where so often I feel like for some reason for no reason somebody the whoever's making the thing wants us to be at odds with the, the two like spouses. Like, yeah. you have to I, pick one for some reason. I feel like it's often a thing that people always think it's more interesting for characters to not get along. No. And I'm sorry, I don't want to watch a story about a couple that's always fighting. That's not fun for me. No, because especially that's not I mean, if you if you're writing this this opus about like a marriage falling apart, then great. But sure. like this is about like this a, isn't marriage a family. story. It's it's yeah. uh yeah. A family thrown into this situation and you have enough outside drama to like give them something to do. You don't need to pit them against each other. Yeah, exactly. That's why at first they were like when they were talking to the daughter like oh you're scared i was like stop antagonizing her but it really it came into play so oh, totally yeah i was okay with it. so we should say what the story is about and i will let oh. you do that and we will spoil so oh this is gonna be spoiled so what this is about is um uh, a dude's grandmother dies there's like no family left so he has to go down to like settle her affairs or whatever to to some place where i don't know they're Some from place southern right I, they, I don't know if that was established southern, maybe they're in mount stupid. vernon yeah i guess mount vernon but, virginia yeah oh yeah i guess their license plate said virginia so i was like where are they coming from who cares so they go to settle up the affairs and that they there's like a weird realtor and it's weird already you're like oh this is weird what's gonna mm-hmm. happen so the house is like a whatever house but they find this note that's like my name's George Washington, and I will turn your children's bones into forks. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wow!" And so they find this bone fork, and I was like, "Geez, this is this is this is wild." Do it. And like things continue to get weird. Like the realtor is still weird. They go to the funeral, and they're like, "Who are all you weird people?" And it's all these weird old people, and everybody's like pinching the little girl's cheeks and mm-hmm. calling her cupcake and say, and I'm like, "Oh!" So then they go to. <laughs> It's so good because it's so absurd. It's they great. go to the diner and they're all all the all the old people are there from the funeral and they're all eating like fast and hard and you're like, what the fuck? And it's is only going meat on? on the menu. It is anti meat propaganda. This is so much anti meat propaganda. 
I am here for it. And in the whole time, it's like the characters are acknowledging that this is weird, yep. which I love. Uh-huh. And um, so it's it's basically ends up being about. So to me, this felt like hereditary meets ravenous. Oh, yes. Yes. I love that description. I was like, oh, OK. So like it's this weird like cult and thing. with a ravenous tone also because it right? it's very funny but it doesn't yep. play for com- it plays it's that really tricky thing when you're making a horror comedy but you have to treat it like a horror and let the comedy come you're not treating yep. it like a comedy and that's how you make a horror comedy yep 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 you're completely right because it's got this level of absurdity yes but like they're it's still rooted in a reality where if this was happening, you wouldn't think it was funny. Like, <laughs> like if this was if happening, happening to you, you if that to somebody else, like after the fact, you'd be like, wait, really? That's amazing. Exactly. It was, so they, there, there, there is this, this George, this George Washington, George Washington was a cannibal. Yep. And there is a, love. this cult of people that, that want to protect that knowledge but also like celebrate his cannibalism and follow in his his footsteps and then so they, yeah this... they have parties where they dress up like George Washington and eat people and I love eat it. people and and like they're they're like George Washington got a taste for eating people when he was in battle Which and they ran out ravenous. of food yeah and I was like oh oh bitch really yeah. because that makes it even more believable you root this thing in something completely believable and then pull it into the absurd and there's this whole thing about like like they want they they want you to believe this version of history and i'm like yeah they do conspiracies <laughs> and i just loved it, it well, and it so makes wild. sense like because there's so much to it then and i mean we're in an, an age right now obviously where there is a lot of reevaluating of history right i mean hamilton premiered on disney plus last week and yeah. so much of the discussion around it has been how do you talk about it regarding the fact that it's faking a lot of history it's making up a lot of things it's turning people that weren't that great people into heroes because that serves this telling of a story and it's this question of like well you know you look past it because it's not about that it's not about alexander hamilton it's about also it's you know it's it's about these different steps and it's about the fact that you have a muse a successful musical that's using rap and that's casting people of color in traditionally white roles and like all this stuff um, but you also have, you know, the whole statue argument of tearing people down and how, you know what, all of our founding fathers were pretty awful human beings when you really look at mm-hmm. it. And it, so it, it's like this sense of like, yeah, we, history very much is about deciding how to cast something. And when it's first done, you're not always counting on all of the abilities of good historians to find all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I can't remember if it comes up in, cause I, I read the story right after watching it and I don't know if I missed it in the show or if it was there, but they talk about Ben Franklin. Do they talk about him on the show? Oh, cause in the, did- in the short story, he comes up as like, oh yeah, like all of these different things that you didn't know. And Ben Franklin, there was no Ben Franklin. He's a composite. It was <gasps> like, no, that didn't come up. Oh, so in they, the short- I know they ate somebody, like somebody oh, got they, ate, they ate Thomas Jefferson. Tom Jefferson. Yes. Okay. Of course I did. couldn't remember who. Which I love. And so in the short story, they talk about Ben Franklin as, like, there was no actual Benjamin Franklin. It was just that they decided as they were putting together, you know, down the line of history that, you know, we need an intelligent figure. We need 
this like softer figure in the revolution. So all and, and like you're like, yeah, you're right. That is kind of, like all the stories about the kite and this and that. And, like, wow, he did yeah. all of these things. Like, or no, we just put together all of this so that you have a legend and you have this. And you know, it's it's a really interesting concept. And you could tell a very, you know, you could make a drama about that being real, about somebody discovering that George Washington wasn't the man we thought he was. Or you could make a really fun horror comedy about it. And I'm it's fine with that. such a weird choice. Yes. Which but I love. Like, I want weird in this show. And then, so a couple, we, we watched it and Zach was like, um, this could go a very Stephen King way. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. Like, I can, I can see where you're, you're coming from with that. But I don't think it's going to. And then when it ends, and it's literally like they, they get like captured by these, these, these cannibals, and they're like, we're gonna eat your virgin daughter, <laughs> and, and like, then the little girl steps in somebody's foot and then hits somebody with a vase and then like like armed military come in and blow everybody away and i was like every stephen king story should end like that (laughs) finally he'd have a good ending here's something fun the short story has a different ending which is also really good do you want to tell us i would i'm happy to tell you yes and again (laughs) if if those of you who want to read the story pause read the story it'll take you 20 minutes and come back but in the short story he also goes to it's not his friend who's a historian. In the short story, he go- he just, like, goes to NYU and, like, knocks on the history department's door and is Love like, it. hey, can I talk to a history professor? And he ends up talking to one who tells him all of this. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, and the Washingtonians are still a thing. They still believe this. you got to be careful. You have to get your family family away. Like, give me the letter. Like, you, you, this is serious. And then as he's saying this, um, that's when he's kidnapped. That's when... Uh, the Washingtonians come and they're like, dude, we told you not to talk about this. Cause the guy's like, this is what all history professors do. Like, you know, like, yes, there's some people that go into history to actually like, cause they like history, but most of us, it's because we're like descendants of Washingtonians. Um, so you don't know, like, so he get the, um, you know, the father gets kidnapped and it's the same thing where they're in this dining hall about to get eaten. And the history professor comes back with a bunch of men with him and they are all dressed as British soldiers because they are of a different history division and then there is a battle but it's with muskets why did they not do that that's so absurd I love it like both are great I'm totally cool with both of them um I you know I wonder what what went into the change of decision and I think it makes sense um, especially for TV, like, eh, maybe, like, maybe that was a step too far to have, like, red coats come in at the end. Um, yeah, but I really, it really, like, I don't know, it, it like, elevates it to this other Like, total thing. weird. Yeah, it, yeah. It's the, like, it, it's the, like, oh, this is so absurd that there's another layer of absurdity on top of it. Oh, which I is pretty that. great. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the world finds out about George Washington and, and a legend dies really oh no that's in the show i'm saying oh yeah oh yeah i i don't know did the legend die i guess we knew about it well i mean it suggests at the end right when the final beat is him ordering chinese food and of course it's all vegetarian well i did like that for them i thought that was oh yes yes it made sense (laughs) like the idea of like you know what let's just never eat meat again because it might be love it 
and then they look at the dollar bill and they're like, wait, what is that? Oh, and yeah. It's... I forgot. I completely blocked that yeah, out. Yes. I, it's, been a, it's been a minute since I watched it. Yes. I completely forgot. I remember the Chinese food and I remember loving that. And then I completely blocked out everything else. So, and the final reveal is that the dollar bill, George Washington, has been replaced with George Bush, which is, to me, very funny, because I think it's also just making the perfect, like, oh, right, because we just, we need somebody, and this is our George, so I guess that's who we use. And you're just like, okay, and hopefully 10 years from then, somebody will say, oh, right, this is the man that brought us into a war that we shouldn't have been fighting, and all of that. It was super weird, but, like, I, I was yeah. okay with it. And I was very annoyed when I started um, just doing a little research on the episode. And I go, like like most people, I start with Wikipedia because it's just the easiest way of getting, like, the obvious information. And, like, the one bit of um, trivia they have is under, like, the critical assessment or something. It's just, like, the show was poorly reviewed um, and it was considered to, you know, to be too silly and, and have a bad George Bush joke. And the credit is... That, you know, because Wikipedia obviously gives a credit to wherever that information came from. And I'm thinking, like, oh, is it Rotten Tomatoes? Like, is it going to be a list of reviews of this episode? No, it just links directly to one review on our favorite website, Dread Central. Uh, <sighs> and because if you look at the if you look at the IMDb score, and I know it's, it's a minefield why I even look at it, but it's at a 5.5. I really think that that's unfair. That's very unfair. Yeah, and 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 it's you can't even say like, well, there was no gore in it because it was like great gore. They they wheeled out like a whole like torso and head on a platter, and then like people just ate it. Yeah, what are you talking about? No, oh my god, the painting when they unveil a painting of George Washington with two naked women eating a, a human being. I was like, I want that in my house. At that point, like you've been set up for for it set that table so well that when yes. you got that reveal, you were like, yeah, yeah, that that's what I want. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Love it. Of course. Um, and then the other one, there's like a a painting with a leg roasting. Yes. And I was like, Oof. Zach was like, somebody had to paint that. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. it made me laugh. <laughs> that, that's the best job. Like, just imagine your job being like that. Yes, you you know you're you're an artist for film, and so you get. I'm sure they call you and they're like, okay, so, you know, sending you a page of the script or just an overview of the show, whatever it is, and here's the style, and you get that one, and yeah, just imagine the guy that day or the gal that day just being like, oh, George Washington, naked cannibals, eating a foot. Ah, ah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Um, it, I thought it was delightful, and I'm really glad you liked it, too, because I guess I could see somebody, like, not being into it, but I thought it did everything right. Yeah. It was just really different. Like, Yeah, that's a good point. And, yep. and I mean, different for the show, certainly, but also just, you know, I have to reach to think of things to compare it to. Like, I love when you, like, you, you said hereditary, hereditary meets Ravenous. And like, yeah, Ravenous, if I had to say, like, if you liked this, what you'd like this, Ravenous is the only thing I can think of easily of, well, did you like Ravenous? Then you'll probably like this episode. Yeah. Because it's not easily classifiable. It's It doesn't directly... Um, suit any specific style and it's it's so interesting because I wonder um, where that came you know how much of it was Peter Maydak how much of it was the script um, mm. that you get something just really weird and I like weird when it can be good and this is fun yeah for sure ha- like horror should be doesn't have to be weird but like 
I like it when it is. Yeah. Because we're at, we're to a point where like, it's, it's a pretty old genre. (laughs) So like, we can always update it by like updating like our, by our social beliefs and like technology, obviously, but also like we could just do different stuff. Like think of a weird thing and do yeah give me a different story and this is a story i haven't heard before yeah and and find marry it with the right tone yeah imagine if this had been like deadly serious yeah i don't i don't know if i mean it wouldn't would have been tough it it could have worked but it would have had to have a lot of things working for it to be to work that way but to believe people running around in powdered wigs and like like fucked up fake teeth or whatever like you have to build that that yeah. platform of absurdity you do. to like to see that and be like, I believe the world that I'm in right now. Yes, yes, and it balances it by you know throwing a normal family in the middle of it. Yes, and yet making sure that that normal family is likable enough that we actually care. Yep. Yeah. So we are their reactions are our reactions. Yes. We have a barometer in the story, so we know when something's weird because how maybe this is just normal. We don't know, right? We Any, know when something's weird. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you watch a story, you are always put into the reality of that story. So you could tell the same story in a uh, tone where that's not weird, but this very clearly puts us in this way where where like you said, our reactions are their reactions. Oh. I really liked it. Yeah. I was afraid. I was really nervous. And then I was like, this might be the stupidest thing. But, like, it's dumb in good ways. Yes. Like, it's it's fun and it's gross. But you don't walk away from it with, like, you don't feel bad. No, no. And there's nothing, like, look, I am I really like cannibalism in film. I think it's under underdone. It it's, is. Like, I, I just, yeah. I think there's... Um, I'm like, I do eat meat. I'm not a huge meat eater, but like, I can understand like where both it would, it would work differently for somebody that eats meat or doesn't eat meat. But I just find cannibalism. This is a weird thing to say. I find it really fun in movies. Um, well, probably for good reason. It's, it's, you can handle it in a lot of different ways, but it's also a good stand in for other things. Totally. Yes. There's a religious aspect to it. There is a you know, um, shame aspect to it. There's like the power aspect, all these things. You're very, very right that there's so much. And I like that this one, like, no, it's just that babies taste really good. It, that, and Zach and I talked about that. Like we really, we, he liked this one a lot too good. of like, it's not like they're demons or that they believe they like, there's this aspect where, where they say like, Oh, George Washington believed it gave him, powers Strength. and made him yeah, clear-headed yeah. but he didn't think that it like let him fly or talk to angels like it wasn't like supernatural it was very much like yeah we'll eat people yeah virgins taste better we like pe-. like very matter of fact and you're like oh all right yeah i mean it's you know the guy that won't wear his mask because it takes away his manhood like same idea <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah um yeah this was really fun um, stupid and fun. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely read more Bentley Little. Yeah, I, I, hey, every all the execs that listen to this, somebody should adapt <laughs> the association. It's really good. Like, remember that? Do you remember that episode of X Files? I don't know how much X Files you watch. Much. 
where they where they go and they have to live in like this like community like this uh what is a gated community okay and it's there's weird stuff going on the association is like essentially that Ooh, okay i always like I, that I don't kind know. of like stepford wivesy story i so. do too mm-hmm. fun i will i will put that on my book list and read that nice so like it's a good one because honestly you know what else i'm gonna do after having watched this episode something else i am inspired to do what watch roadhouse 2 <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because who knows? I like this writing team. Maybe they found a way to make Roadhouse 2 good. Yeah, why not? I haven't heard any positive things, but most people don't want to say anything positive about a sequel to a movie they love. So, hey. No. I mean, you can't always base it on that. No, very much. I will say, in closing, that because of the Screwfly solution, I um, I was... motivated to go find a book of james tiptree jr ah. uh which is seems like most things are out of print so i had to get it off ebay which was fine it was affordable some of the best stories i've ever re- read nice so good so i am very thankful for this the fact that this might i don't mean to i'm gonna say this and i don't mean it in any loaded way but the fact that people didn't know that a woman was writing those stories is wild to me mm, because they are they are but I, I'm not to say that like uh, like a non cisgendered woman could write good feminist stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I, I get that that's not the case. But there is something so overtly female and feminine and feminist about the things that she's tackling, and even the way that she talks about stuff, like is really great. And I I I don't know. Nice. I, show show me the man that could have written that, and and I will shake his hand. But it's it's really great. So this rewatch has given me. like a a huge book full of good stories nice nice yeah i i think i've gotten a lot out of this season and we're not done yet we still have one more um but it's been as much as the lows were pretty low uh there has been a lot this season um that made me seek out more and that like wasn't just me enjoying an episode it was me enjoying an episode and saying i want to see more from this person which is pretty cool Yes, um, and the the lows were still low, but I feel like there were less of them. There were less lows, yeah. Well, yeah. next week uh, we will do a full ranking of, a, of the episodes and where we stand. Uh, I believe the next episode is the finale, and it is Dream Cruise, directed by the yeah. guy that did The Grudge, I think? I think so. My my IMDb just shot on its own for some reason, but I think you're right. <laughs> okay. I know nothing about it. I haven't seen it before. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody talk about it, but yeah. that was true of the fair haired child also. And look at that. So I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we encourage everybody to seek out the Washingtonians. It is, Yay! as, as we said, it, the season two has been streaming on, uh, Roku channel to be, and apparently it's on Hoopla if your library has a Hoopla connection. So, oh, cool. Yes. I think I did know that, but we've been having it's not been coming in great. Oh, I don't, I don't think know. New Whatever. York Public Library works with them. So, alas, alas, uh, everybody stay safe, stay cool because it's gotten really fucking hot outside lately. Uh, drink yeah. a lot of water and, and wear your mask and all those things. We'll be back next time. Yeah, and eat a person. <gasps> Well, preferably a virgin. <laughs> and and if you, like, have your pick, then a baby. I, so, <laughs> okay. Um, I, again, find eating, like, cannibalism funny, but I find baby cannibalism particularly funny. 
Uh, just because, like, whenever it's like, I'm going to eat a baby, it just always sounds really funny to me. And I think of maybe that comes from Buffy uh, when Anya's troll ex-boyfriend just keeps talking about, like, eating babies. This is true. I mean, I get... I, I'm going to tell you that I'm on board with you, but mm-hmm. I could also see why someone might find that tasteless. I would question their sense of humor. Yes. But like, like but and like, if, I don't know, maybe like if you had a baby that got stolen and eaten, then I'm really sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but I don't but know like, anybody that had that happen to them. I think generally that joke is when it works, it is because yes. it is absurd. Uh, yes. Like this whole episode. <laughs> it's not we're not joking about something that we think is happening every day and is a blight on of society course. yes it's a, it's a, but yeah i i think i told you cannibalism underrepresented that's mm-hmm. the takeaway so one of um our favorite go-to baby eating references um okay this is a deep dive but we have a little time i'll, I'll go into it quickly and then we'll live, leave everybody for the week um <laughs> on law and order svu uh i can oh, there is no. a character uh, i don't remember any baby eating on the show but and I watch the show a lot, so I would know. But there is um, there's a fair amount of baby killing on the show because it happens in Special Victims. But mm-hmm. the best is um, there's an episode a couple of seasons ago where Raul Esparza plays the oh, ADA, love it. and he's on the show for a while, and he's like always there as the good guy. He's the lawyer. He's there to you know. But there's an episode that involves like right to die. Mm-hmm. And it's a couple who have a baby and the baby is like so sick and her life is going to be miserable. And the parents had like kind of tried to kill the baby, but couldn't. But now the baby's in the hospital and it's one of those like this baby should die. This baby's going to live a terrible life. So they should die. Um, and this is crazy for the show. But on the show, Louis Barza kills the baby. Like he unplugs it or does whatever he needs to do to unplug it. And he ends up um, going on trial. Does he not lose getting... his job? He loses his job, but he doesn't go to jail. Like somehow they're able to like have him still be a lawyer he he had a spinoff he was on like law and order chicago or whatever they tried to do for wow a while. Yeah. i didn't know that but because it's raul esparza in who's like this kind of like smaller guy um Love them. we've turned it into um like in our minds when whenever he shows up on screen we just think of him like going around killing and eating babies like like an evil leprechaun kind of thing he is pretty evil and hannibal yeah. Oh, and um, remember he's in that. What is it? Yes. My soul to take. Yes. Yeah. Of he's the killer in my soul that. to take. Why and it opens with him having that. a baby. So, like, clearly, <laughs> if there's if there is a baby eating problem out there, I blame Raul Esparza. Raul Esparza. He started it. Yeah. You're on notice, Raul. Stop yes. it. So note that anytime I make a baby eating joke, I'm really just thinking of that. <laughs> I mean, thank you for taking I really apologize if you are upset by the idea of baby eating. I do not mean to go to a place that is an emotional bad place for you, but hopefully it's not, because I still find it funny. Uh, Okay. Well, on that note, I think I'll go to hell. (laughs) I feel like I've earned my place there. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye.